1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
2: Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: I promised that this would be public knowledge when I told my mom we were recording our Christmas episode tonight. This is my mom's sweater from the 90s. Nice. Vintage. Very vintage. And I'm also wearing mom jeans, so I feel like I've really got the whole 90s look nailed tonight. Um, but my mother, um, did point out to me that apparently it's not really 90s, it's just 90s-inspired, because my jeans are ripped. Gotta say that, actually. (laughs) But also, they should be acid-wash. I don't know if I could get acid-wash mom jeans. Sure, like- I mean, I'm sure they they exist. I don't know if I could emotionally do that. What a time to be alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a time to be alive, indeed. But yeah. Um so when we're when this episode is airing, it's Christmas Eve, y'all. Exciting. Oh, yeah, drinking this berry beer as I do every Christmas Eve. Hell yeah, I love that for you. I'm I'm very excited. If that wasn't evident from the fact that I like switched to Christmas bedding as soon as Thanksgiving was over and all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm excited gonna be fun. I've lost of... almost... so my antlers. Hmm? My antlers are moving when I move my head. I do you love know? that. They're like floppy. The extra floppy one. I like that. Yes, Zach, no rush.
2: Today has
1: just been like a whole ass day. Do tell. Mm-hmm. It was just long.
3: It happens to the best um, of us.
1: I was at both works today
3: hmm
1: because our staff assistant in the office had a confirmed exposure so she is out yes. um we're all waiting now on her because if she's positive the office is a tiny bit fucked um so i was in for her this morning but i had work in the afternoon so i went in for a few hours then hauled ass across virginia to the other side Good work, and then people like weren't showing up for their shifts. Oh lord! And so I was there for an extra hour, which I didn't mind because I was there with my, with like my favorite manager.
3: That's always a good thing.
1: I adore her. She is Australian and has the accent to prove it, and is just amazing. But like, if it was the store manager who like nobody likes, like the minute four o'clock rolled around, be like, bye, Mm -hmm. like I'm out but
3: apparently an australian accent is one of the hardest ones to master really which i completely believe because every time i try to do one unless i'm saying like a really like australian quote it always it always eventually slips back into some form of british
1: well hers is really good
3: (laughs) i would assume so very authentic (laughs) i would assume so but yeah we have some fun Christmas-themed questions, which I'm excited about. And yeah, anyone have anything they would like to, just, you know, anything they would like to say to kick us off? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Happens every time. I really should learn my lesson. What were you expecting? I don't, you know, every now and again, I feel like maybe if I just throw it out there, something might happen. Although that is technically the definition of insanity, so...
1: By that definition, my continuously applying to jobs and getting rejected and then doing it over again is insane.
3: That's persistent insanity. Yeah.
2: There you go. go.
3: Good and bad. could definitely put it that way.
1: I will be right back. I'm going to refill my drink. I put way too many spices in my dinner, not complaining. It was very good. And then... I will be ready whenever all this. Wow! I think I just said eight words at once, but
3: I love that for you. Know you. Very proud. New record. Yeah, it's the one to beat. I'll do my best. I've got my Christmas mug that is as old as I am. Nice. Oh, I haven't busted out my baby. This year. You. That's so sad. I just didn't even think about it for some reason. I keep them in the dishwasher. You better get on that, girl. Because I have a Christmas story one, you know, that says you'll shoot your eye out on it. Wonderful. And then I've got Christmas cat, which is like, it's like a Persian cat, wearing a Santa hat. And there's just something about its face, like... Is it a smushy little face? Well, no, it's like... It's it's like a, it's a painted one. It's not like a picture of a cat, it's a painted cat. Um... And is I, it just I a thought, tiny little face on a blob of a cat? No, man, I should really just, like, get it. I mean, <laughs> but he's it's, rotated back in, you can. I came across it in a TJ Maxx, like, I don't know, eight years ago or something like that, and it was on an end cap. I remember it very specifically, just seeing that face and immediately saying, why does it look like that? What's, what is that Christmas face? Cat. Christmas cat. Christmas cat. <laughs> and show me i must I was, see well, I have this well hold on <laughs> i shall fetch the christmas cat for my yeah. <laughs> oh i guess we'll have to like include a photo a link to a photograph of the christmas cat mug for uh people who are only listening to this on audio so that we will do i love that you have just a plain tortilla
1: the Hispanic in me is popping off.
3: Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just need a plain carb. It's good.
1: Sometimes it's not that's,
3: that's all you need.
1: Also, I wasn't joking. That was a lot of spices, not like spicy, but just kind of overwhelming. Just a lot of
3: flavors happening.
1: Yes, this is very much the definition of not flavor.
3: Of course, I must see the boy. Let me see if I can. Do, 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 do. Huh? Focus. 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 Doesn't seem to want to totally focus. Why is it like that? Look at that face! Look at him! Oh my god. I love I him so know. much. Yeah, I don't know what- it's mesmerizing. Um, it says Merry Christmas on the inside of the- And I chipped it oh no. a few years ago, and I tried to fix it, and then my stepdad broke it again, and it's a whole thing. Okay. But, I love Christmas Cat with all of my heart. Well, now I do too, right? There's just something about that face, and I don't know what it is. It does the it doesn't quite know why it's wearing that hat. I think
2: yeah, that's it part looks
3: of it. Old so and confused. Yeah, like what is happening? But then also, like physically impossible that that hat would stay on that cat's head the way it's like angled. It looks like the cat has been startled by the fact that the hat has been placed on its head and it's, like, it's just about to fall off because it's confused. Yeah! Like, you know, when like whenever it, you right. try to put things on your pets just out of the blue without, like, bribing them to stay still with treats? That's that face. It doesn't seem to want to totally focus, and it's bothering me for some reason. I think it's because he's- you're still in the frame.
1: <laughs> Sorry. No,
3: nope, I was wrong. Didn't quite work. <laughs> Gosh, it was a suggestion. Well, I had to be in the frame, because otherwise I couldn't see the camera to tell where I was holding it. Yeah, no, this is true. Well... (laughs) Yeah, I love Christmas cat. We tried. I think I'll try to fix them again this year, and it'll just break again. Because I actually specifically got, I forget what the word is, but, like, it's like a putty that you put on there, and then you bake it in the oven, and it sets. So you'd, like, fill it in with the putty and then bake it. But then it says you, like, sand it down to make it smooth. And I couldn't get it to sand, and my stepdad was like, oh, let me try, and he just the whole thing off of there, so. I gotta try it again. <laughs> Christmas blank. cat will live forever. Christmas I've cat will it, live forever. I look for a replacement, it's impossible. It was random mug at TJ Maxx, like, almost a decade ago. <laughs> if anyone else has a Christmas cat, let us know if, they, if you can still obtain one, because, like, I kinda want one. But I realize it's most likely not gonna happen. It's a thing of beauty. I don't know what it is. I just fell in love immediately. Love it I, for again, second. I do love this, um, Jimboree Christmas mug from 1998. Oh, Jimboree. Yeah. Things oh, at that park. Fun. Yep. yep. I feel my like mom, I a lot My mom was a big fan of, like, any sort of kind of matchy-matchy, like sweater and corduroy pants type set to, like, dress me in as a toddler. There's a lot of pictures of me wearing stuff like that. I was a a well-dressed little child, I must say. Props to Kathy. In the early 90s, it was all stirrup pants and oversized sweaters. I have some great pictures. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Anyway, we like to Actually, this is a little bit of a good segue. We're talking about clothes. Our first um, uh, discussion topic is designer ugly Christmas sweaters versus the, like, thrift store monstrosities that people actually used to wear just, like, in earnest. Which do we prefer? I will hear arguments for both.
1: Oh, we're on the air.
3: Yeah. Oh my god. And when he was when he got up to leave, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he doesn't know we've been recording this whole time. But I thought there's no. Every way, time right? I not- say, every time I'll be like, okay, I am. I will like. I think I will say it so clearly. I'll be like, we are starting. I literally said we're starting now because I need people to know that this sweater was my mom's. I promised her I would like make that public information. No,
2: and every time I me. like
3: clearly announce it, one of you doesn't hear it.
1: I'm, I'm pretty, no, I think my brain is just broken after today, but...
3: It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Because I was, I was like, he's the way he's, like, talking and stuff, I don't think he knows we're recording. But then I was like, oh, but you asked the question if we had any, like, opening thoughts. And so, you know, he responded to that, so he has to know, right? <laughs> That's what it's saying.
1: I had suspicions. <laughs> but I thought we were, like, brainstorming.
3: Uh, no when have we ever gone in with a plan zach
1: it is a good thing that i saved all the really damning information until after
3: yeah all those government secrets Uh (laughs) You you know i'm
1: chock full of them as an intern
3: yeah all the super secret intern info Oh yeah hell yeah (laughs) What's fun is that you find when you find out stuff has been recorded when you didn't realize it, you have to like run back through everything you said in your head, like, did I say anything that's potentially embarrassing or problematic? Well, I mean, most things that come out of my mouth are potentially embarrassing. That's just a thing I've learned to live with.
1: Well, you can always invoke the federal wiretap law, something like that. Which basically is like regulations on when you can and can't be recorded. Yeah, and us. so that's anybody
3: want to sue me here? <laughs> Will I be facing any lawsuits?
1: <laughs> the uh. state of the state of Virginia versus fighting with friends.
3: <laughs> is is Virginia a one party consent state or
1: two? Wait, ones? not not sorry, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Commonwealth yeah, yeah, you... of Virginia. yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's a good question. I don't actually know.
3: So I'm pretty sure New York is a one party. Actually, I know that. I don't know why I say I think Mm. I know that because it comes up in, like, students recording our classes kind of situations. Interesting. So I know it's come up
2: before.
3: So I know we're one party here. Well, now I know. Yeah. So you can record people without their knowledge as long as you consent. They don't have to.
1: That's so good to know.
3: (laughs) I mean, that seems a little rude. That's a lot. But I feel like that's, I mean, it's, I feel like it's one of those things like it's fine if you're getting, like, kind of just generic like b-roll footage of like just people walking like just a street that has people walking down it like you know
1: well that's the other thing is like you can you you can film and and record like that's just the press like like i I can film a police officer they can't tell me to stop it's literally the first amendment i don't know where like federal wiretop whatever it is actually comes into play
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but i do know that that's a thing and that's why they have to like tell you when you're on the phone that you're like this is a recorded line like yeah so I, mm-hmm. I don't know this is not my area of expertise
3: in public there's no reasonable expectation of privacy yes so yeah i mean if you're, you're video... walking through times square and someone's like grabbing some b-roll for like yeah. a video or a movie mm-hmm. in like set in the city yeah that's on you fam. there is
1: there's a Supreme Court case where basically they were talking ab- about this and, like, I think Scalia was talking about how, like, to, to to what extent can you expect privacy within your own home? And it's, like, nobody can come onto your lawn and, like, film through your window, but whatever I can see from the public sidewalk, like, I am, it's within my right to film, as creepy as that would be.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But. Interesting. I, I, I. I forget what the case was, but I remember I, I had to read about it for a different project during class, I was taking. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, if they can see inside your windows from the sidewalk, that's a you yeah. problem. Yeah. Put up some curtains. <laughs> we're answering this first question really well. I know we're doing also, such a good the job. Also, conversation is
1: going to make me close the blinds because now I'm all weirded <laughs> out. Oh,
3: I... <laughs> I keep my blinds open i mean like generally unless i'm like you know getting changed or whatever but i generally keep them open because i do there's a lot of nice christmas lights on my street actually it's a rather not it's i mean you know it's a just a neighborhood but it's also pretty decent view out my window right now
1: my logic is i face the woods so there's nobody there really to be peeking in in.
3: that's also valid
1: like i'm not facing a bunch of traffic
3: that was one nice thing about, um, several of my dorm situations in Geneseo, where it was, like, we were up on, like, the top floor of the building, also facing the woods, so we, like, never had to, like, close the curtains for anything, because, like, who's gonna be looking? Like, really? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try that hard, you can like, enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly. That's my logic for sometimes, like, in the summer, leaving my home with the windows open on the second floor, you know, it's like, if you're gonna somehow find your way up there and through that tiny-ass window, you've earned. Yeah, take what you need. (laughs) I mean, I don't do it very often, but I'm like, oh, I'm just going to the grocery store. I should close the windows. I'm like, why? If somebody's gonna take that short window and go through that effort, sure. They they deserve it. Yeah. At that point, honestly. (laughs) Ladder and because there's nothing to climb, you yeah, know, go for oh, it. Yeah, she'd be telling people to well, go ahead try to rob <laughs> <I dare> you. <laughs> don't hurt that. I know what you, you need
1: is like simply safe.
3: Yeah, I think about that on occasion. Mm-hmm. Like, seems like everybody has like the ring doorbells and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, like, fun. I love all I- the I videos that it, like the... people like catch someone, like, doing something, like, awkward before they, like, formally enter the house, like, on a ring doorbell or whatever. Those are always funny. Or, like, I love all the ones where, like, like, uh, like, mail carriers will come up. Like, there was one recently. This guy came up, he's like, Hey, bud, you got the least decorated house on the street, my dude. You gotta step it up. Send that to you. (laughs) You did. And I'm gonna, I'll link that in the, I'll link that below. Because that's a fun, I love that. I'm just like, man, that's so wholesome. I've seen that so that had to be in the group chat
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Oh, I came up with a thing the other day which that we should do in the future that's similar to meme review but not quite. Um, we share memes from our various like that we have all sent to our various group chats like between the three of us. I think it will be funny for us to, for the, for the people to see what really goes on beginning with the frog, and know that counts as a medium, but was just a picture, but it's, it's an yeah, important frog. Yeah, that's a very important frog. We will discuss him. Don't you worry. Love him. Anyway, ugly Christmas sweaters. The <laughs> question. We're doing so great, but that's okay. You know what? This episode can be extra long, because it's our Christmas special. Hell Yeah. And I put on these antlers, and I've tolerated them for a full 20 minutes now. So that's, you know, something to celebrate. Very proud of you. Again, you are allowed to take them off whenever you are wearing a Christmas sweater. You're fine. It's a, it's an endurance activity now. How long can I okay. stay? Okay, I mean, as long as if it's your pride on the line and nothing else, okay. <laughs> also, this is a relatively high alcohol content beer.
2: I love is, that for you.
3: It's not it, so there'll that, be that. I'm like, I barely started drinking it, but maybe after a while, I won't care if my head hurts. That's my point. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so designer ugly Christmas sweaters designed to be ugly, but in like the kind of cute way Versus like the actual monstrosities one finds at a, a goodwill I feel like it's so tough because it comes down to the question of like What's the point of wearing an ugly Christmas sweater? I mean, I happily wear an actual monstrosity just like out in public and, and, like, like I what? wear it because it's fun. Okay. And, like, I wear <laughs> it, like, with, like, my cool ripped mom jeans and, like, Doc Martens. So I feel like it telegraphs to the public that I am wearing it full, fully aware that it's hideous, rather than I just have no fashion sense. And so if the point is just that it's fun, I mean, they can all be equally fun. This is true. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't. I definitely like. I have both, and I wear both. I am wearing one of the like designer ugly Christmas sweaters, and I think like the last episode or something. So like, last podcast one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, and but that's the thing though. Like, I wouldn't categorize that as an ugly Christmas sweater. It's just a Christmas sweater. Yeah. Like. And I think that's one of the hard things is that they're sort of subjective. Like, if you go see, like, the designer ones, there are some of them that are just genuinely cute. Yeah, some of them are, like, yeah. low-key, high key adorable. Yeah, like, I, I came across one when I got my uh, Christmas Vacation hoodie. They had one that was, like, a little T-Rex on it, like, the Santa stuff. I was like, that's just, that's that's just cute. Fun. That's not ugly. That's cute. Yeah. You know? Um, but they do have some of the designer ones that are just legitimately horrific to look upon, like, some of the ones that light up and stuff, or have, oh, like, fuzzy... Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That is a nice thing about, like, the, like, this is on purpose, that you can get ones that, like, light up, or, like, have, like, a little, like, button that you press on, like, the shoulder or whatever, and it, like, plays like Christmas carols. Love that. The, be- the ability to take it to the absolute next level that one has available to them when getting one that is ugly and hideous on purpose love it it's unless so you're gonna funny, like though, get because... an ugly christmas sweater at a thrift store and like actually run like leds through it in which case i respect you so much
1: it's, it's so interesting because like they used to be truly ugly like like actual authentic ugly, oh cri- do you ugly want to see christmas my favorite ugly christmas
3: sweater that, they... sweater that my mom like absolutely absolutely hates this thing. Yell- like, yells at me every time I wear it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me me grab this bad boy. Two seconds. Wear a sweatshirt, really, right? Yeah, it's like a- like a grandma sweatshirt. Yeah. I know exactly what I mean. Well, but I think the important thing to point out too, as you're getting that, is that when these, like, so these vintage ones, when they were first made and sold, they were considered ugly. They were just like, "Look at this thing, yeah, so much. I love it, <laughs> but like when they when they came out, it wasn't um, and you that's, know, they were we weren't buying them because they were ugly. they bought them because they liked them, and that's why I love that thing so much. Someone's grandma saw that and was like, this is precious and then wore it unironically it's so interesting again thinking about that motivation side of things like what's the point in wearing them yeah how that sort of changed over time and, and if you like, want to get into like, so semiotics and think about i'm wearing in. it because like i know that it's ugly but i also like ge- like i genuinely love it while knowing that like it is not high like yeah not high fashion but I love I love it so much from such a genuine place even though it is ugly. but at the same time like you said you you wear like the the mom jeans and docs like to let people know that I know this is not attractive yeah <laughs> so it's like I like it but I don't want people to think that I like it. I want people to know that I like it and I know it's ugly okay Mhm. like the quicker in general in life you can learn to like find a hideous article of clothing that you love and when someone says and like when someone says like hey like that's that's a really ugly sweater you can just be like you can say with genuine happiness i know isn't it hideous it's, it's very freeing i love it that is what i strive for with so many of my christmas Sorry.
1: One second. Somebody took her up on the open window invitation. What? I don't know what just happened. Maybe she's going to get one of her own sweaters? Hopefully. Ooh! You hope it was a miracle.
3: <laughs> Something happened here.
1: Empty chair.
3: <laughs> what your minds? Huh? What? <laughs> the cats are out of their minds! what they do? I just heard lots of rustling, and then thudding, and the sound of things falling. Oh. Um, I have aluminum foil all around Harley's enclosure on the stand, because the cats won't quit jumping up there, and I've recently discovered that Luna is not remotely afraid of aluminum foil. Um, she, yeah, so I know when she's up there, because I hear the sound of the aluminum foil. I don't know what all just happened, but all the aluminum foil is now on the floor even though it was tucked underneath of the enclosure. And a bunch of stuff fell over. Uh oh. Yeah. So that's uh Well They're crazy. And they scare the living daylights out of me because I'm like, oh my gosh, they hurt themselves or something. No. Nope. Just causing trouble. Chaos machines. Love them. <laughs> anyway, I up the what were we saying? <laughs> they're gonna be the death of me, I swear give me a mini heart attack because it sounded like it was like an avalanche or something in there oh my god but yeah no like i lovingly refer to that like that sweatshirt as my christmas monstrosity because that's what it is and i love it i love it because it is a monstrosity yeah when i um i was actually with my parents when i got this hoodie like a few weeks ago at thanksgiving i love it it looks um, like it's fleece, like, all, like, it's not just fleece line, hot. like, it's fleece, yeah. period. First of family Christmas, got a little, uh, squirrel up here on the tree. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, this, is, Christmas Vacation is my absolute favorite Christmas movie. I've seen it, like, a million times. As it should be. Yeah, and I happened to be out shopping with my parents the weekend of Thanksgiving, and I came across it, and I just got so excited. I was, like, running after them, like, look, look, look. And... And I expected their reaction to be like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous, why would you get it? But they just looked at it and went, yeah, that's a thing you would buy. <laughs> okay, so at least you have a consistent brand. <laughs> it came from the junior section. It's like, no, I'm not a 36-year-old woman getting a... Uh, no, because I complained about year. this to you guys on Snapchat. Why are all the, like, Pokemon pajamas in the, in the kids' section? Can I not be a 23-year-old woman who wants to go to sleep in Pikachu boxers and a matching t-shirt? Yeah, really hate our societal expectations about, like, once you reach a certain age, you're not supposed to do these things or like these things. And it's yeah. like, why? I have Batman footie pajamas. You've seen me wear them. I have worn them on the podcast. I love them. They make me happy. What What is the number one eat, thing we eat when you come to visit? Nugs and Mac, baby. But what kind of nugs? Dino nugs. <laughs> Every single time we hang out, we make dinosaur nuggets and mac and cheese, and it's delightful. Right. Like, what's the fun in being an adult and being able to, like, decide what you eat and where and how you spend your money if you're not going to be able to spend it and do the things that you love? Yeah, if I have to pay taxes, I should at least be able to buy Pokemon pajamas. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely ridiculous. enjoyment of things. There is no enjoyment of fun, even though people want to act like there is. Yeah, just like I always get funny looks like when I'm playing in the little- like when I go to a music park and they have like the water park within it, and there's always like the little kids area. I don't care, I'm playing in that area. They got fun like buckets of water dumping and stuff. I want to go dump the bucket of water on myself, excuse me!
2: Yeah, it's
3: always like me and a bunch of children. (laughs) What? Whatever. Literally, okay. all the fun things in the world are wasted on kids. Oh, I should specify. Me and a friend of mine who is of the same age and a bunch of children. It's not just me with a bunch of kids. That's valid. i going by myself and, like, <laughs> at least there's another person in their 30s who's with me. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, sweaters. Right. Sorry, I'm very really distracted today. Entirely valid. Um week ooh rip big rip yeah just I think both are great both are fun there is just something I love so much about knowing that someone once bought this because they were like yeah that looks good yeah I think the the issue is and I think I've we talked about this maybe last week like off air but I once tried to find like a vintagey ugly sweater when, like a few years back, before they became such a huge thing, like ugly sweater parties. Mm. And but they were still at that point, like I couldn't find any. Like every thrift shop was completely picked over; there was nothing there. And so yeah, hard. I, don't see, I don't know how I found. I don't know how something like the one I have didn't get snatched up because, like, the grandma sweater specifically, like the grandma sweatshirt, is like, not even just like Christmas ones; it's its own sort of like item of clothing that one wears because they know it's ugly and they love it for that. Like, I see those, like, a lot, especially on TikTok.
2: Mm.
3: Which I'm super here for. Huge fan. So I don't know how I managed to find that gem, but I love her with my whole heart. Yeah, basically, I don't think any of them is better than the others. I think they're all delightful in their own way. And And I think the fun thing about the, like, uh, ugly on purpose ones is that you can also get kind of like fandom specific ones. like you can get like a Doctor mm-hmm. Who ugly Christmas sweater. What? Like that's super fun. I'm totally here mm-hmm. for that. So yeah. some hot takes. Yeah they're, they're all delightful. But again, just something I love so much about about knowing it was worn in earnest at some point it makes me so happy. Uh, Good stuff. Okay. So now we have a fun little list of things that we're going to discuss that are all under like the same umbrella question, which is, do you consider whatever movie to be a Christmas movie? And some, there's like a kind of discussion around already. Others, not so much. We'll see. Brooks, would you like to begin? I believe you did contribute this one. So, by begin, you mean just saying the first one? Yeah. Do we consider? <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're starting off with, with what I think is the most often debated one It's usually the topic of conversation this time of year, which is whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. It is. Before we dig into that, I have reached my limit. I made it. 34 minutes, and my head has been pounding for at least 20 of those, so I am done. A valiant effort. (laughs) It is appreciated. It's going to take a while for my head to stop hurting now, but... Well, that's what you have the beer for. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it really feels like somebody's putting a vice on my head and just squeezing it. I don't understand how you're so sensitive to hats. I don't know! I've always been like that. Interesting. Weird thing. Anyway, die hard. So, you both said it is. But why? Um, I haven't actually seen Die Hard. I just know that people get really annoyed when people say it's a Christmas movie, and I like to annoy people. First of all, have you not seen it? Second of all, why did you say that with such confidence? Because I because I just the the enthusiasm with which people defend it as a Christmas movie has sold me on, like has sold me on that stance, even having not seen the movie. But also, just from, like, knowledge of Die Hard just as, like, you know, a movie that people reference sometimes. I know that, like, the any, like, it's not just, like, a single reference to Christmas as, like, oh, yeah, tomorrow's the 25th or whatever, and then they never talk about it again. Like, it is slightly more of a plot point than that, therefore, I would say it is a Christmas movie. But, see, to me, for something to be a Christmas movie... It actually has to be about Christmas, like, that's part of the plot. Interesting. So, something like Die Hard, yeah, it takes place around Christmas, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. We don't, like, pick a movie that happens to take place during the fall and say, that's an autumn movie, you know, like... I don't know, I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I kinda do. Like, Uh uh, for example, Dead Poets Society, there's a lot of fall vibes. But you wouldn't say that that's like a fall movie that you're supposed to watch at fall time because it reminds you of fall. I mean, yeah, I always like, watch it in autumn because it fits my but vibe. like in that,
1: in, in that same way, like not necessarily like a holiday or season, but I consider Goodwill Hunting to be like a Boston movie. It it there are plenty of really quality colleges around like the country that that this movie could have theoretically taken place in Mm -hmm. like the fact that it's in Boston is not quintessential to the plot but in my mind like Goodwill Hunting will forever be a movie I associate with Boston even though it's not integral Uh, see
3: that I would disagree with though I think Boston is integral to that plot
1: do you I also haven't seen it in a while but but
2: like
3: being from boston and fitting the boston stereotype is such a part of like almost all of the main characters like the characters would be entirely different people if it weren't in boston
1: And, and and i agree but couldn't but couldn't that same story have also taken place out of chicago or miami
3: yeah i mean i don't think it would have been the same kind of story Because I think there's something about... There's a specific, like, ethos, I feel like, in Boston. Like, it has its very own special character. But the story, I think, would have been different.
1: And as a big Boston person, I don't disagree. But if if the plot of the story is, like, a troubled but brilliant mind, is, you know, gets discovered and has a relationship with a... Is he a therapist, a professor, or both? No, he's a a professor, right? He's, like, a community college professor. Um,
3: oh, yeah, and sort of
1: his his journey, none of that requires that it take place in Boston.
3: This is true. I feel like it's sort of like there's a reason it takes place there is because when people think like super smart school, they think Harvard, like that's like the main school that everybody thinks of. So think, this is true. I think that's also an important plot point. I don't know that the story would have the same sort of impact if it were at like UCLA sure. or even any other Ivy. League.
1: I feel like either Boston or Yale. I think Yale's the other one people usually go to and think it was stereotypical, like elite college. But I don't know. I think that if that just because something is not integral to, to the to the plot does not exclude it from being that kind of a movie. And I, I think that that's the same reason, like because, like, 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 could Die Hard have taken place during like a Halloween party? Sure, like it, it absolutely could have, and and it would have been, you know, a fine movie. But like, so much of it just has like Christmas anecdotes, and enough and enough anecdotes add up to make it a Christmas movie.
3: See, but I feel like there's a difference between. Um completely lost my train of thought again i'm gonna say it's it's finals week and i have been just like reading around the clock and sleeping like three hours a night we, we hate to see it <laughs> um
1: and you had on the the, yeah. the the horn so that probably yeah got,
3: got all that circulation return so, yeah maybe you remember what i was about to say so um <laughs> yeah i'll work on that wonderful there's a difference between something and something but i just don't know what those things were would we like to move on or would we like to wait for your thought to return i can't remember the specific thought but i guess it's it's more like even though there are maybe specific references to christmasy things i think that that doesn't make it feel like it's a movie just for christmas time no. you know like no, you can not. enjoy john McClane crawling through ductwork any day of the year and christmas just happens to be in the background Versus a movie like Home Alone or A Christmas Story, like watching those out of season just feels wrong to me because they Mm. are about Christmas. And I'm not necessarily saying that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. I never actually said that. I'm just simply saying there is a big difference. And this wasn't my point even though I'm talking about differences. Valid. I still don't Mm -hmm. know what it was. But there is a difference between something like Christmas Vacation, which is entirely about Christmas, That's the whole point of the plot, versus a movie like Die Hard that just happens to have it in the background, where you can really enjoy that any time of the year and it feels normal because that just happens to be the setting, versus watching a movie specifically about Christmas, like you know, in August. You make valid points. So it might not.
1: This is is just going to be my own thing, but I don't even think of like like. I know Home Alone is a Christmas movie. I just don't really associate it with Christmas. I feel like, for me... I, 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 I'm I not like a huge but I could watch it in, like, May and it would have the same effect on me as it would watching it now. Um, I love but how if every year... a culture or society in general decides or suggests that something is a christmas movie wouldn't that add to it as well because we're ultimately the ones making the call
3: he has a point but also, I, so I, know, I love every year people realizing that moira rose is the mom from home alone 10 out of 10 always sweet. excellent anyway continue um, I realized as soon as we started this question that I completely forgot to send you that article that I came across last week where somebody actually did, like, a legit study reg- with statistics and charts and graphs as to whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. What? Okay, you, well, we will definitely link that. Oh I don't gosh. know
2: if you
1: if this is the same one, but I did do some a little bit of reading prior, um, and I do have a stat, according to a press release, it says last year, but I have no idea when last year as I don't know when this came out. Um, 1.3 million Americans watched uh, Die Hard on Christmas Eve in 2016, um, which, mm-hmm. which was more people than, than the people who watched uh, Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and Santa Claus. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christmas movie, that just means that people are no.
3: really like it more. Because, you know, it's awesome.
1: I would be curious to hear how many people watch it on like, any other day of the week
3: yeah that would probably
1: be telling as well like how like like how many people are gonna watch die hard tonight
3: yeah i I when we're filming this december 15th (laughs) i actually forgot to read um this whole article i mean they got charts and grass galore but i think they probably have a lot more data um like, they actually analyze it from three perspectives. Like, the creative, the commercial, and the cultural perspective. And it's, like, really in-depth. That's awesome! Um, yeah, but the ultimate conclusion, bolded at the end, is... um. So, as Die Hard a Christmas movie, the neatest summary I can provide is... It may or may not have been, but it most certainly is now. That seems fair.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, in the same way that society sort of adopted the ugly Christmas sweater tradition, it, it took a movie and made it something else.
3: I mean, to me, it's really not a Christmas movie in the way that I define them, but... Okay. As then, the case looking at this I list, I think you're going to be saying that a lot. <laughs> um,
1: I also don't... I, I, I know I already told Bridget this, I really don't know most of the movies on this list. I think I know Harry Potter and, like, probably about it
3: fair enough there might be <laughs> two i say yes to all right see well shall we move on to the next one then which is technically two in one mm-hmm. so do we consider the movie little women both the version from 1994 and the version from 2019 to be a christmas movie never seen it both are delightful neither of them both are wonderful no idea i i feel like no because they take place over such a period of time and christmas is such a tiny part of it you're completely right however some it's it's a, again it's a vibe thing for me something about watching either version in winter specifically around christmas it just feels right <laughs> i know I, it's, it's just <laughs> it really it's just a vibe especially in the 1994 one there's just so many more like there's i think there's definitely more scenes that are like in winter in the 1994 one yeah there's also like a whole ass winter of many months that are not around time. it's it's one of those things where it's just it's a vibe Because I think the movie first released around, like, the 2019 one specifically, that one released, like, on Christmas, I think. Yeah, I know I saw it in theater with my mom and my niece when it came out. Oh my god, I love that movie. That was the, um, last movie I saw in, um, in a theater before the world went to shit. Me too! And it was... (laughs) I saw it for the second time at a theater in Geneseo with my sister and my one roommate. And, um, shout out to the person who, like, was audibly crying for 75% of that screening. Because big mood. Yeah, there are parts of it that are hard. Oh, yeah, no, I have have 100% cried during that movie several times. (laughs) Anyway. Quick, uh, small aside. (laughs) The the first scene in the 2019 one where... where Joe meets Laurie... At, at the party and they're dancing outside that i want what they have
2: i want
3: like, what they have so badly <laughs> <sighs> anyway um. yeah you, so I, maybe it's because it's like more of like an association thing for me because i remember seeing it for the first time around christmas and like it was a really good movie so it stuck in my mind yeah. It's kind of like one of those things, like, if you have a movie or a TV show you would, like, watch when you were homesick from school as a kid. Yeah. I feel like that becomes, like, oh, I, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to call in sick from work and watch this movie that I used to watch as a kid, because that's the sick day movie or, you know, something like that. That's valid. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's not actually a Christmas movie, but it, it feels right. It feels right to watch it around Christmas for me. I feel like that. I feel like I might wind up saying that for a couple of these, but that's fine. hmm I also think that it's not a Christmas movie, but I acknowledge your feelings. Thank you. I feel acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach, you provided this one. Take it away.
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely a vibe thing, because all of the winter and Christmas scenes, it's like... It's very cozy. And this is We're talking about Harry Potter not really and Sorcerer's big. Stone, by the way. Yes. Sorry, I didn't specify yeah. that. Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. It's okay. For the rest of the people who don't have an agenda in front of them. Yeah. Um, yes. It is. I I, I fully understand that um, the majority of this movie does not take place during Christmas. And the height and ending of the movie definitely does not take place during Christmas. Because Voldemort is kind enough to let Harry finish his education for the year before trying to kill him. But I feel like it is... See, see, this is the other thing. It's just like the general mood that a movie would inspire. When I watch Harry Potter, I want to feel very cozy. Yes! And when I feel cozy, it is usually cold out. And I associate... cold and whatnot with christmas like i was saying this is coming from somebody who's not a big christmas person to begin with um but like the christmas scenes the the christmas trees the great hall and uh, where do they film at oxford or something like it's just
3: it's so good
1: yeah it's it it is really good it feels so Um...
3: right to be watching that movie like in my like cozy flannel pajamas yep. with the like christmas lights all up in my house yes. and like you know yeah. my mug of like you know whatever warm beverage tea cocoa what have you oh it's so wonderful that is Absolutely. how that movie is meant to be watched
1: now it's it, it is like movies can be both christmas movies but also like other things it is not just a christmas movie of course and, oh and also I don't think anybody um, would argue that.
3: since we're filming this um like, I think maybe a day or two after uh, J.K. Rowling decided to be absolutely fucking horrendous on Twitter again. I would just like oh to take God, another what moment. What say? It's bad. I it's, didn't see it either. It's this. really bad. Like, it's probably the worst one yet. Just like to take another moment to no. say, fuck JK, <laughs> fuck J.K. Rowling. This is not your story anymore. Fuck J.K. Rowling.
2: Anyway. It's so sad.
3: It... Again. Huh. Sucks. Sucks so much, but yeah, no, that movie, it just. Oh, no. Oh, yeah.
1: Sorry, I just looked it up.
3: It, it, that oh, is no, the I most did. horrendous one yet. No, I don't want to
1: look it up. Yeah, mm. my. Favorite
2: movie. It's bad. Oh, it's bad.
1: Yeah, it's real bad. It
2: had. I.
1: Literally i know this is not about christmas but so sad what happened to her i loved her so much like her stories had such an influence I on childhood oh my and still do frankly
3: like harry potter was my replacement for a personality when i was in grade school oh my god i lo- like those books yeah shaped me as a person and then to find out that she's like this and then
1: when when like when Trump yeah, I know it's bad <laughs> for the audio uh, listeners I know, I it. <laughs> yeah
3: I <laughs> I don't know and then
1: when 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 Trump, Trump was elected and she was like really outspoken and I was like, yes, like. Like, like okay. this is what you would expect from the person who wrote Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then... But also,
3: I don't know what you're talking about. Hatsune Miku wrote Harry Potter. It's just... I just... Yeah. I don't understand how she continues to do this. I know. Like, how does she just, just keep just getting worse? You can just not tweet. Yeah. Yeah. If, that's an option. The bar is on the floor. And she keeps digging below it. She's like... She is intentionally typing these things out. I mean, it's one like, thing to yeah. have in your head, but you can decide about what to do with those thoughts.
2: Yeah.
3: So yeah, since we're discussing Harry Potter, always always feeling the need to to put that disclaimer out there, um, especially with the yet yeah, another horrible tweet. We do not stand JK think... Rowling in this house. I think one. a lot of
1: the reason I feel okay with still being such a big Potterhead is that all of the actors are, and all of the actors have made it very clear that they do not support the Oh my god, I absolutely- say.
3: that was like one of, like- And like- Back when this was, like, a new thing, every- like, almost every single actor in Harry Potter coming out and being like- Yeah. No, no. Don't rope me into this! Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe wrote Harry Potter.
2: I like yes. that. Daniel
1: Radcliffe,
3: like Harry Potter. I, I loved Daniel
1: Radcliffe. Great dude. I love the fact that the actors are, are that the actors themselves are Potterheads. Like like they love the story, and yeah. and they still wear like the Harry Potter shirts. And like Tom, oh my God, what's his name?
3: Charlie Draco.
1: Tom Felton. Thank you. Um, Tom Felton is like, oh my God, I just love all of them so much.
3: I love Emma Watson just she just like buys books and leaves them in random places for people queen like what a oh man what a delight
2: awesome.
3: I yeah. love it will him, be so i've said this on the podcast nice. before i love daniel radcliffe so much i love that he decided that the entire rest of his film career was just gonna be like weird alienating indie movies i'm just like hell yeah dude
1: and then yeah. rupert grint bought an ice cream chalk after they finished the movies
3: Incredible. he um <laughs> that man is slept on these days I like talked about this in like a really old podcast episode with Maddie but like I found this TikTok where he was in like like a stage like a play and he was excellent like absolutely excellent he was in a play with like Nathan Lane Megan Mullally Matthew Broderick like absolutely excellent somebody give that man some more screen time he was in a rather weird Netflix show called Sick Note where he pretends to have cancer. Interesting. Also,
1: I also don't think... I don't think it was so much that nobody wanted him in their movies. I think it was more him wanting to take a step back.
3: Entirely Because
1: y- you finish a 10-plus year franchise, like, it's understandable that you're probably drained as amazing an experience as it sounds like it was. Um mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, I, to- I completely get that. I just, like, I feel like since he doesn't act a lot anymore, or at least, like, not in movies, people are like, always like, oh, yeah, like, that guy from the movies who, like, you know, he w- he's not the important one, but also, but, like, you know, the man can act.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He's, like, quite good.
1: He, he tried out for his part in Harry Potter by sending in a, a home video of him rapping. King. As, like, a 10 or 11 year old.
3: Absolute king shit. We love to see it yeah anyway doing great uh, on the tangents loving it yeah excellent yeah. content We're very well focused today doing, it, it's it's fine the... you know people who people have been with us for h- what how long now they know what they're signing up for mm. <laughs> so the, there's eight yeah. if you
1: think about it, this is kind of on them
2: yeah i was
3: literally maybe <laughs> first to listen I came up with, I came up with a, I didn't wind up using this line, but I had it in my head that I was going to start this podcast, like this episode of the podcast, talking about how this one's going to be extra long and say um, something along the lines of, to paraphrase our Lord and Savior, John Mulaney, I hope you're ready for three people with absolutely no expertise who are going to talk for a while. (laughs) And I think we're living up to that. Technically we're Technically. talking about moves.
1: <laughs> I was kind of wondering the same thing, but you know what? I think all of us are sufficiently broken brained right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's close enough. It's like two and like maybe three quarters.
3: I I'm mentally hobbled at the moment, so right. we're doing fine. Lack of sleep and my head pounding from the antlers that I insisted on. (laughs) I'm going to say the antlers thing is a little bit on you. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's part of the reasoning.
1: But you did it for content.
3: Yeah, I I did it for the pod. Insert Bo Burnham's content. You know, and not even, like, the wearing of them, but the procuring of them from my closet. Because they were on a box on the top shelf in my closet, and I had to drag this chair in there. Through the hallway, through a couple of doorways, into my closet, and it kept spinning and I almost fell, like, a few times and I knocked a bunch of stuff down. It was a whole thing. Your dedication is greatly appreciated. <laughs> my, uh, my cheap antlers from a race that I ran, like, four years ago, five years ago. I would say put them on your cat, but that's not gonna work. They won't fit. Yeah. I do have, a uh, cat Yoda ears somewhere. That's wonderful. I have a lovely picture of my dog wearing a light-up Christmas headband. Oh, I've seen that one. It's delightful. That's another thing I'll include for the people. I picture
1: fun... somewhere of Echo in a Santa hat. Hey. She's clearly <laughs> freaked out. Her eyes are like fully popping.
3: <laughs> I love that thing dogs do, where like they look sideways so you can like see the whites of their eyes or whatever, and they like. Yeah, get no, they're to... like. And it just oh, makes yeah. them look so concerned um uh, absolutely wonderful 10 out of 10. do we have anything else we'd like to say about yeah harry potter as a christmas the first harry potter movie as a christmas movie versus a movie that feels right to watch in winter specifically in, around christmas in my research um harry potter came up a lot but not just the first one like all of them because i think I mean, I'd have to sit down and think about it or maybe watch them. I think at least all of them have at least some Christmas scene. Yeah. There's yeah. at least a snowy yeah. scene in every single one, so, like, i get that, go but to also, that like, like village and... vibe-wise? House-made. House-made. No. Yeah. Vibe-wise, absolutely not, I'm gonna say, to all of them.
1: Vibe-wise, yes. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, but that's why they all come up, like, in the annual Is this a Christmas movie conversation that people have?
1: You're... Here's the other thing about Christmas movies is like we associate Christmas and snow, and there's a large part of the country that does not get snowy. It does. I I I have learned it does not really snow in Virginia. It snows a little bit, but the odds of the ground being like blanketed in snow on Christmas are, like slim to none.
3: You're com- and com- so the, you're like, completely right. I feel like it's like a po- like it's a postcard thing. Like you, you know, yeah. every like you know, kind of like like you know a christmas card thing like every card it's like oh the snow covered like trees with the lights and stuff like it's just like it's such a persistent image it
1: is but also the reality that like most that or I, I actually don't know what percentage of america gets like snow on a consistent basis but um i don't know like like if if you just associate christmas with there are a lot of scenes in in harry potter that are outside devoid of snow but also it's clearly meant to be chilly um yeah
3: again this is one that's like it's just a vibe it's it's simply a vibe like the vibe i get from the first movie it just feels like it feels right to associate it with christmas for me for whatever reason like the, like the fourth movie for example like I don't, like even like the, though it has like the whole like yule ball thing going on like i don't really feel like it's that i don't feel like i need to watch it around christmas for like maximum vibes
1: the most christmassy scenes like consistent throughout all the movies are the ones in hogsmeade like hands down no questions asked um if true. there is like one location in harry potter that is christmas it's hogsmeade i think i'm getting that name right i really haven't watched yeah, the it yeah yes
3: you are correct well i i decided to look up the release dates for all of them just wondering if it were like you know yeah, okay. released around christmas and interestingly so of the eight films four of them were released in november Okay. And the other four were released in summer. So one Interesting.
1: in June Yeah. When was the first one released?
3: November 14th, 2001.
1: Huh. First of all, it's crazy. It's been 20 years.
3: Oh my god, I know. It's been 10 years since the last one came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I remember seeing that in a the theater. Like, to me, that just came I was, out. Was I was in
1: 8th grade when part one came out. Like, oh my
3: god. part
1: one, like, Harry Potter goes camping. Like, that one. I, I... Oh.
2: Part one of Deathly Hallows.
1: Yes. Yeah, the, the, the one where they spend all of it in the woods. That's 2010.
3: Yeah. <laughs> November 19th, 2010. More time 19. to be alive. <laughs> no, no, I had just started my PhD program. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny because just, like, the age difference that we have, like, Harry Potter has just such a different meaning. no it does though the target demographic at the time so i just have a very different kind of relationship with it
1: i loved reading all the backstory and all uh, there was some story in like a harry potter book not like part of the canon but like a book about harry potter and it was these it was a group of like critics or journalists or something it was or like college forget what group of people but they literally like went out and bought Order of the Phoenix like at the midnight release and read it through yep. that night, like, like just all together. And that's something, like, yes. Are we ever going kind to of going see back that again? to the previous podcasts that we've discussed? Watching a show on a week to week basis and then getting to talk with people about it is one thing. To relive the the releases of the Harry Potter books, that's something you can't get back. That's my thing. Like, I'm like, are we ever gonna
3: see? To some shit like that go down with a series of books again where people are like Mm. lining up to buy it Mm. as soon as it was available
1: what book are you gonna write that you're gonna build a theme park about
3: yeah honestly like
1: a whole it's just
3: but that's the fun is we don't know until that's that's also my thing it's It's like i don't want to i hope that that's gonna happen again because holy shit how much fun is that gonna be like none of us foresaw harry potter before it was a thing no you know that's, that's fun. Shit. Like, you never know what's coming around and also that. i really like to hope that that's going to happen again because like i like i was around for like like the harry potter movies as a huge phenomenon but like all the book like that i was like really little when all the books were being released yeah so like i, I want to see that shit firsthand
1: be an adult and be able to, like, yeah, because when her, when the books were released, that was, I don't know, two,
3: yeah, I like,
1: was a like, small. Child. I didn't get to live through most of that, and I'm kind of bummed because, yeah, like, yeah,
3: it sounds like a real fun sounds, time, yeah,
1: yeah. I
3: don't know when the books came out, I didn't look that up Ooh, first. One sorry, I want to say homies. late 90s, maybe 97, 97, I think, that,
1: uh, yeah, that sounds about I mean, right,
3: definitely has to be the, the 90s, but like. And the, the first movie came Stone. out in 2001, I was 16 when the first movie
1: came out. I'm still kind of bummed that they made it Sorcerer's Stone. I was like, 97,
3: was the Three. first book. Okay. So you weren't even born yet when the first book came out.
1: I was literally, I, I don't know what date it came out, but like one.
3: Hmm?
1: Oh, I was like one.
3: Oh, oh! They said they said the word "what," and I was like, "What are you asking?" Me? Oh. Yeah, no. And I was like, when the first movie came out, I was like three. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, it's like the first—I was 12 when the first book came. I'm not even 12. I hadn't had my birthday that year. I was 11. I just hadn't heard of it. Bro, you time. were so the I prime know. demographic I for that book. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I just hadn't even heard of it until the first movie came out
1: it's also so interesting reading like the first book and then the last one how much the the target demographic changed because really, the first book like, it was a children's book yeah no, by, by but the like, time it got to the end it, it's like that's a book for adults also like, if you
3: were reading them as they were like released to the public like you you are the perf like you are the perfect age if you like st- like brooks you for example like you start out at, like 11 for the first book and then you read them as they release like you are the prime demographic every every single time Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why now all of a sudden I'm, like, super bummed because I would have been the exact right age because that's, like, the age they are when the books start. hmm Right? Yeah. Rip. And she designed them to be, like, you know, you ate the children who started reading them age along with the characters. Beautiful. So I could have. I just hadn't heard of it until the movies came out, and then I was kind of behind on the curve. Tragic.
1: The only um, book I was... Around for one release in the sense that I was like waiting for one when I started reading yeah, them. Yeah,
3: I do remember Deathly Hallows coming the out. Blood
1: Prince. Yeah, it was so like I did not miss it completely. I got to live it a little bit. I I, I got to finish a uh, Half Blood Prince and then like have have to wait for Deathly Hallows. Um, but that's about it. I I just got a taste of 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 the whole cultural phenomenon. I
3: know. I want it. I want it so bad
1: give it to me oh my god i went to there was a, an exhibit at the museum of science in boston but it was like harry potter and it was all of these props and whatnot from the movie and that is will be forever one of like the my most happiest memories like from the museum of science and I just boston in general and I, I i was in like eighth grade like Ooh, literally it was yeah it was amazing and then afterwards, we went to Cheers. So, like, wins all around.
3: I love that for you. <laughs>
1: hmm
3: Did they know your name?
1: Nope. <laughs> Disappointing. I was like... Oh, no. It's literally me.
3: <laughs> they had, like, you know, um, a psychic on staff who could just, like, read people's minds and, then, like, whispers. That would be and, awesome. and just bad and and you're, weird. like, wonderful.
1: No, I- I honestly, if they did some sort of, like... So, something where you have to sign in and then they were able to, like, relay that information Hell to people. yeah. <laughs> you so like,
2: cool.
3: ah! that'd Yeah.
1: That
3: would be creepy and mm. amazing at the same time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Damn. then I would get to use all of my normisms that I have memorized over the years.
3: Nice. Very nice. Man, we really we're on a uh, tangent today. I know. I'm, I'm loving it. We
1: literally went from Harry Potter and Christmas to, like, cheers great and awesome to be fair that's mostly on me so i apologize for that no, but like...
3: never apologize for <laughs> tangents that's the whole point of the show yeah i mean we have gone through three movies so that's pretty good we're definitely doing yeah. something next one edward scissorhands
1: literally don't know anything about it
3: oh good movie <laughs> queen winona rider love her I I haven't watched the entirety of it in a number of years, but I never associated it with Christmas. I do because the like entire third act of the movie takes place on Christmas or like on like Christmas Eve or something. I mean, I guess, but like I don't know when I when I think Edward Scissorhands, I think about him like cutting the topiaries. (laughs) Valid, very like very valid. Christmas first, you know. I, I think about other aspects of the movie and like his relationships and. I always think, yeah, I don't know, again, just because, like, the whole third act of the movie takes place on Christmas Eve, and also just, like, one of the big things that sticks out in my mind in that movie is, like, one, the kind of, like, opening scene where it's, like, snowing, and it talks about how, um, it never snowed until he went back up the mountain, and then, you know, the whole end where yeah. they have all the snow falling, um, I'm just like, oh, christmas vibe. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose. So, Maybe not a Christmas movie, but a Christmassy movie. Yeah. Again, it's just been a while since I've actually watched the whole thing. Like, all that movie once. so once. That's, like, that's, that's one of my faves. I love that movie so very much. And also, you know, yeah. Winona Ryder. Love her. Yeah.
1: Wait, can I completely just swing back real quick to harry potter and i promise this will be the last thing i say. absolutely potter. go for it like i swear this will be the last thing i what say. but got. like the other thing is the music when you hear those first two notes do do and like you know what's coming like there's literally no there is no other two notes in Hell the yes, musical dude. universe and like that that gives you the same feelings as the harry potter movie. and that's it i promise
3: who wrote that score John Williams?
1: Um, John... I, I think it was... Was it him? I mean, that sounds right, right.
3: I feel like a lot of times if there's an iconic movie score, you have a 50-50 shot of it saying... Of saying John Williams and having that be the answer.
1: Yep. Yeah, it, it was John Williams.
3: What did I tell ya? Um, but yeah. Love, love a good John Williams score. I, I absolutely know what you
2: absolutely.
3: mean. It, like, even... Like, as soon as I hear... The like the opening notes of that score I like forget about like all of the like weird feelings I have about Harry Potter and knowing what I know now about J.K. Rowling yeah. and we're just like oh hell yes
1: and it's like okay for the next two hours I'm gonna be in a totally different world yep
3: no for the next two hours my brain yeah. is off and yeah. critical thinking brain is is put on the back burner for the next two hours yeah I, I really truly really do feel that Another iconic score, which is not um, not John Williams. It is it is our it is our boy, Danny Elfman. I love this. I love the score to Edward Scissorhands so very much. There's a lot of there's a lot of, especially the um. The bit in the end that I'm talking about, like where the snow is falling, like that score. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. com slash style. In particular, I'm like, oh, Christmassy. True classic. Oh my God, I know. I love that movie. What, ha- Whatever happened to Tim Burton? I really wish he hadn't sold out to Disney. Yeah, he's getting older, and he's like, I need me some retirement money. Which, like, completely fair. But it also has been weird, just because, like, when I was a kid, like, or, like, when I was, like, even up until the point when I was in high school, like, people would say, like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Tim Burton fan. Like, that's a thing that people would say.
2: Yeah.
3: And, like, that's not really a thing I hear anymore, unless you're talking about, like, a lot of his older movies like no one really like that's not a yeah. thing i've heard people say without like a clarifier attached to it in a very yeah. long There's time an era, yeah of yeah but that era yeah. man oh man it's good stuff which actually i didn't even realize the next movie on the list <laughs> I mean, the oh yeah i <laughs> i didn't actually even mean to put two tim burton movies Right next to each other, but there we go. Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It is both a Christmas and a Halloween movie. This is one where I am not backing down. It is a Christmas movie, no, and I get so mad when people say it's not. That's one of the great things about it. Is like so many holiday movies. It's like you watch it at that holiday. Yeah, you know, like you have- Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. I start watching that in September. You can watch it all through. Yeah, (laughs) I start watching that in September and I do not stop until like December twenty sixth. It's amazing. I love that movie so much. And again, another absolutely iconic score by our boy Danny Elfman. Love him. I love that movie so much and I get so mad when people say it's not a Christmas movie. They're like, oh It's the title. It's it's literally
1: in the title. I was like, I don't know much about it, but it literally has Christmas.
3: And it's not that like, oh, it's like, and it's not even like, oh, it's just the titles there just to be like a fun kind of wordplay. Like, no, it is heavily featured yeah. as a major plot point of this movie. It, it is the, a Christmas movie. People that live in the Halloween world, they're like, man, Christmas looks fun. Let's do that. Yeah. It's basically the plot of the movie. So they're doing Christmas. Oh my God. If Nightmare Before Christmas is still on, right. is still on Netflix, we should all Netflix party that movie. I watched it in forever. Oh my god, yes! We should do that remember, like literally this weekend if we can. We should all Netflix party that movie and like drink. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I, I still remember when that came out on VHS tape. I still have things. a copy of it on VHS that I stole from my cousin. We were just talking about this last week. And back in the era where things would come out in theaters and then take a lifetime to oh be on, god. you know, on, on video. But when it came out on VHS, I had a sleepover for my birthday, and we watched Nightmare Before Christmas at my slumber party. I love that for you, oh my god. What birthday would that have been? I Google so many things during the I, You know, I love that. That's one of the things I love about yeah, having two monitors, is I can, like, be doing the podcast and be Googling things relevant to was- what we're talking about. It came out, oh man, it came out on VHS four days before my birthday in 1994, so that would have been my ninth birthday. I am loving everything yeah. about the image that I have in my head right now. Of just like a <laughs> peak 90s sleepover. Yeah, yeah, and just to really paint this picture for you, we had a, a pull-out couch at the time, like, it was a really big, like, sectional, so it was like a, almost a king-size pullout. Oh, hell yeah, dude. So it- How many sleeping months. bags did you have on there? I'm trying to remember how many people were at that one. It was probably at least eight of us. God, I wish that were me. I mean, we're talking in 1994, so that well. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I just realized that was I, 2017. I love that picture that I showed you of, like, the aftermath of a sleepover in the 90s, and it's just, like, a bunch of guys, like, all, like, sprawled out in, like, sleeping bags, and there's still, like, a Super Mario, like, loading screen on, like, a Big like cathode ray tube TV. Best thing I have. Like, God, I wish that were me. Yeah, we had one of those like big console TVs that sits on the floor and is made out of wood. You basically use it like a piece of furniture and set stuff on it and stuff like Hell that. Hell yeah. Like that VHS player. Roughly eight to ten girls in in sleeping bags and blankets and stuff, just all piled onto a pullout couch, eating snacks. God, I wish I got- that were me. I got a Spirograph for that birthday. I remember using it in the other night. Nice. <laughs> oh man, what a memory! That's freaking awesome. I love that. So, we should. So, Nightmare Before Christmas holds a special place in my heart. As it should. Yeah, I love that movie so much. I remember I like. I think my cousin like initially let me borrow it, and then I just like kept it because he was significantly older than I was. So he's like, "Yeah, you you can keep this children's movie." <laughs> yes zach
1: okay idea just because this is all like, idea for a future topic of discussion of course um most nostalgic video games
3: Ooh. games
1: that just take you back
3: hell yeah i know you're not a big video game person brooks but you have to have at least one don't say what yeah. it is oh, but i'm huh. hoping you have at least one as as a kid I grew up playing Atari. Of course. We, we didn't play Nintendo for super long. My main console was the Sega Genesis. We played Genesis, like, a ton as a kid. Hell yeah. Which I believe really is still at my parents' house, and I, I keep kind of, like, remember to snag from them, because I want to... It wasn't really working so well last time I tried it. Like, you know, a years ago.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a big video game person either, but there are games, too, that I just want to think about. Like, Deathland yeah, very strong. Yeah, I, I have
3: already, like, the answers... The multiple answers f- for this question are already just like firing up yeah. in my head. So that'll be yeah. a fun future topic. Oh, yeah, session. not
1: to, yeah.
3: Oh, we can do that next episode. I'll see if I'll see if Sasha wants to come on because I know he has a couple like nostalgic game answers. We talked about it once when we were just what? hanging out in the studio. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah! Okay, cool. Future ideas. We love to see it. Um. But yeah, no, I still have a VHS copy yeah. of The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'm literally never getting rid of it, even though like the tape is like degraded as hell. Doesn't matter does not matter. Love it so much.
1: I, I kind of want to see VHS VHS tapes make a comeback in the same way vinyls did.
3: I th- I think yeah. we can make it happen. I think we there's a happen. master record store by me that sells laser discs. Oh my god, yeah, we went there, but we didn't find any laser discs. Oh, oh, no, they, they have, have it. a whole section of them. We just probably didn't look at them. Oh. It's like a section. I was in an antique store the other day when I was on a date, and we found, like, we found, like, 78s, like, the glass 78s. Those things are nuts. Very cool. Found this, like, book of Frank Sinatra 78s, and I was really tempted to buy it. But that shit was heavy. My dad's an antique dealer, so I've uh, spent a lot of my time around stuff like that. Love it. He always has at least one or two really nice Victrolas for sale. That's sick. I love that. Also selling a vintage 70s jukebox if anyone wants to buy it. <laughs> it if is a thing I of the internet, had an apartment, absolutely, are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. I have think-
1: well, got one of those.
3: A jukebox? No, an apartment. Oh, oh. <laughs> screw you! I thought you a jukebox. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's so odd. Well, so I. Yeah. You know I have a two-bedroom townhouse. I still got nowhere to put it. Those things. I mean, it's yeah. Big. Oh, but it I'd, that, I'd
1: imagine it's pretty sizable. I would be
3: getting an apartment. I would need like a statement <laughs> piece. Oh, it's uh, it's it's a real beaut. It actually, it was one that I grew up with. It belonged to my aunt who passed away seven years ago now, but my dad's just never... He's been trying to fix it because it doesn't quite work well, but he's finally decided to give up and sell it. Fair enough. But it's full of, like, all the records and stuff, and I used to, like, pick the records for her to put in there, and it's a, it's a very eclectic mix. Oh my god, hell yeah. No, yeah, like, that... That's the kind of statement piece I would like to have in, like, my living space someday. That would be awesome. Well, I definitely thought about it real hard, but I'm like, yeah, where am my... I don't have any space. If I had space, if I had space, I'd be getting a bearded dragon. But those enclosures have to be giant. <laughs> Tragic. Someday. Someday, yeah. And I will. And I will be there for that day. Mostly I just because I up love bearded dragons. Be that big? Where am I gonna put something that size? Tragic. It needs its own room. How great is that gonna be, though? Gonna be pretty awesome. A reptile room that the cats are not allowed in. Beautiful. Um anyhow, so yes, nightmare before Christmas. Definitely a Christmas movie. Absolutely a Christmas movie. Um, if you think it isn't, reevaluate your life. Yep. Moving right along. Gremlins. Another 90s classic. No, is that 80s? Uh 90s. Or- Okay, yeah, so, it like... Was literally 1990s. Yeah, okay. I was about to, I was literally about to say, late 80s, early 90s? I... Oh, wait, yeah, no, no, it is 80s. Uh, it's the second one that came out in 1990. Oh, okay, yeah. So, late 80s. 84. The original. Oh. Why did I have that in my head? as like, late 80s, early 90s. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so I wasn't even alive yet when the first one came out. I haven't seen this one in a red-hot minute. I... Can't quite remember how, like, integral to the plot Christmas is. Can you see my pure excitement? Gremlins and Gremlins 2 are two of my favorite movies of all time. How did I not know this? And this is one of the rare instances where the second one I always prefer over the first one. Because the second one, it's just, it's a thing of beauty. I actually have that on VHS in the basement. Hell yeah, (laughs) dude. the The three of us need to have, like, the ultimate, like... 90s sleepover.
1: Can we, though? How VHS much? tapes. VHS tapes. to make noise when you turn them on.
3: Disposable <laughs> cameras. I got my VCR in the basement. Okay, great. So VHS tapes.
1: Oh, and Gush... Um, oh my god, what's that snack called? Gushers? It's, it's Gushers, yes.
3: I have yeah.
1: Labyrinth on VHS. What have on VHS?
3: Labyrinth. Oh! Like ultimate night. Oh,
1: Bridget tried to show that to me, and I kept falling asleep on her couch. But not out of boredom. I not did actually boredom. like it. <laughs>
3: no. I
1: just have sleepy bitch disease, and <laughs> it was late.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I fall asleep all the time when she's here. Yeah. I try to stay yeah. Awake. Um, I, I very much have that disease as well.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> that was my absolute favorite movie as a kid. I used to like watch it. Constantly. It drove my babysitters crazy. Oh my god. I love that movie so like for obvious reasons I love that movie so much. But even if um David Bowie was not prominently featured in that movie, it's just so much fun. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? Sorry. I was getting ahead of, of myself. Do? Who do? You do. Do what? You of the babe. I saw my baby. Okay, um, no, the internet doesn't need me singing. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) No, um, I I love that movie so very much. I really are meant to be slap happy, but it's been a long week. You deserve it. Do it. I'm calm. Uh, But yeah, no, um, okay, so that's a fun future plan for us. Ultimate 90s sleepover. Gonna be great. I've had many 90s sleepovers, so... I got knowledge perfect i have vague up. i have vague 90s nostalgia what imparted else? into me by like people a couple years older than me Don't oh my hurry. god
1: wait I, I at home at least we still have a working nintendo 64 but speaking of bring it.
3: it i should read I should put a reminder somewhere for myself to like see about our Sega Genesis and Nintendo and Atari. They're all, I think, in my parents' basement still.
1: And we will of course have to watch Harry Potter. That's like not negotiable.
3: Okay, okay so we are like we, we are. It did come out in the '90s though. We'll allow it. We will allow an exception. But like, yeah, I'm no, actually it, serious about Harry like,
1: Potter gets gets grandfathered in.
3: I'm actually <laughs> serious about like hardcore planning this. Oh yeah. It's gonna be freaking awesome. Okay. Um, yeah exactly how prominently is christmas featured in the first one because i know it's like definitely mentioned more than once but i haven't seen it in a oh. long time Yeah, no it's i definitely this is one of the two i said i would say yes to nightmare before christmas and this one fantastic because first of all gizmo is purchased as a christmas present yeah That's how he gets gizmo in the first place um, and then it features pretty prominently, like, you know, the, the gremlins that are, like, you know, messing with Christmas lights and, um, you know, and Phoebe Kate's character tells a story about how her dad died when she was a kid because he dressed up as Santa and got caught in the chimney. I would say that's pretty Christmassy. Yeah, okay. So it's referred to as a comedy horror Christmas film. There's, um, speaking of comedy, horror, Christmas films, there's some movie I've been meaning to watch for a while that I have yet to get around to. It's called Anna and the Apocalypse. And it's, like, mm. a zombie movie musical set around Christmas. And mm. this just sounds like the, like, perfect combination of just, like, weirdness for me. Really need to watch that. If you've seen it, drop a comment. Tell me what you think. Yeah, to me, be, I'm it definitely... highly intrigued by that. It feels very much about Christmas, but at the same time, appropriate year-round to me. Of course. Just personally, I would watch it anytime, anywhere. And the second one is not Christmassy at all, um, which to me suggests that the franchise itself is not really about Christmas as a whole.
2: I feel like like, the concept
3: of just sort of, like, you know, evil little creatures is is pretty, like, Halloween inherently. Well, because it's horror, but it's supposed to be. So, like, I feel like that, like... Technically. It balances it out to allow you to watch it year-round? Yeah. I don't know. A thought. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah. I suppose it's kind of like the diehard thing, too, where, like, even if you do consider it a Christmas movie, it doesn't matter, because you're going to watch that year-round, because it's fun to watch Don McLean be a badass, regardless of the time of year. Of course. I dig it. So you have some interesting opinions about our next one. Which I think might be controversial. Well, I will... no, just because I've had arguments about it so many times. I'm I'm very excited to hear this. I'm gonna, full disclosure, have not seen this one. Have you seen it, Zach? Nope. Oh, so it's just a me thing. Okay. You have the floor. <laughs> I mean, so the movie Love, actually, um, I can't remember the... I think it's all the same director that did like a series of movies that are about like different holidays like there's like the new year's eve one can there's other ones that i'm blanking on at the moment um and so everybody widely considers this to be a christmas movie it's set fully at christmas there's people like giving christmas presents and <laughs> christmas cards and singing carols and so it's very christmassy mm-hmm. but i guess to me like when i had first watched it none of that stuff registered with me because to me it's not actually about that. It's about relationships and about love and like people falling in love and meeting people and familial love and all that stuff. And like, to me, the Christmas stuff is just a, like a side thing. Like, yeah, it happens to be set at Christmas, but I don't think that's the point of it, at least to me. You literally just made me think of another movie. Ah. That I think is... In almost the exact same vein as Love, actually. Oh, yeah? Bridget Jones' Diary. never actually watched it. Christmas comes up a couple of times, but it's mostly just about her, like, you know, her struggles in her love life. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, Love, actually, um, it came out when I was in high school, and it's one of those movies where it it follows, like, several different storylines, like um these two people that meet because this woman works for this guy and then there's like this kid who has a crush on a classmate and then like this woman who's like in love with her boss and and then you think they're all completely separate storylines of people and then these kind of like loving relationships but then you find out that they're actually all connected in some way at the end so it's like all these different kind of relationships and different forms of love like that's the whole point Mm -hmm. uh and yeah it happens to take place at christmas and that does factor into some of the um the stories to an extent but i don't think that's the point to me and okay, so the yeah. first time someone ever suggested to me that it was a christmas movie i was like what i mean yeah i suppose there's Christmassy stuff but that's not the point i would say pretty much the exact same for bridget jones diary okay not having seen it i will agree that's one of <laughs> that's one of the like quote-unquote chick flicks I do quite- I do enjoy Bridget Jones Diary. It's- it's kind of fun. Yeah, I've um- I've never met anybody who agreed with me that Love Actually is not a Christmas movie. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say that it's not a Christmas movie. I understand why people say it is. It just doesn't feel like one to me. I mean, you are making a strong argument. I- I buy it. Yeah. Just because it's set at Christmas and just because Christmas factors in, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the point of the movie. And that goes back to my overall argument of, like, is this integral to the plot? No. I mean, that could have been said at any time of year. And if it were really about Christmas, I feel like they would have put that in the name of it, like they do for most of the other movies. Oh, that's gonna bother me. I know there's the New it's Year's like Valentine's Eve. Day, right? May? I think that might be one of them. That yeah. sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. But I know there, there were, like, several that were about specific holidays, which is, like, one argument where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe it's a specific holiday one, because it's in this series of ones, but at the same time, all the other ones have the holiday in the name. This is very true. It's not, you know, Christmas love, it's love, actually. It's about love for Christmas. I go to my grave. I like it. We like, we like conviction here. Whether or not I'm right, I don't care. Well, there is no right; it's subjective. No, Wikipedia says it's a Christmas theme, Christmas themed romantic comedy. But it's not a it's not a Christmas theme. movie; it's a romantic. Comedy. Yeah. Because I was just trying to look up the other movies in the franchise because it was bothering me.
1: Actually, in an, an angle I hadn't thought about is like it's not a Christmas movie; it's just Christmas themed something else. I hadn't really. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at through other at other films. No, I'll buy it.
3: All right. Next question: Are we ready, friends? Sure. Is wrapping presents fun or just a hassle? I love wrapping presents. I know what side you and I fall on. I love wrapping presents. It's so much fun. My mom has me wrap almost every present that isn't mine. I love it. Most of my life, I have wrapped all of the presents for my family, including the ones for me. They would just put them in a nondescript box and have me wrap them. And I would just unwrap the present that I wrapped for myself. Uh, And that's been, like... The pattern. I used to put a sign on my bedroom door around Christmas time that said, like, Sarah's Christmas Wrapping Service. I love that. Fantastic. Right, and even now, you know, I'm in my thirties, and I go back to visit my family, and sometimes they'll save presents for me to wrap, and I just know that that's, like, my thing. I go there, and I'm like, okay, where's the stuff to wrap? Yep. I talk to my mom Sunday. They've wrapped everything. (gasps) Unprecedented. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm upset. No, okay, actually, I usually wrap, like, literally just about everything that isn't mine. My mom's like, oh, yeah, I have a couple things for you. I'm like, well, what the hell? She was like, oh, yeah, I did most every like most of them while you were in Henrietta. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? What? what? So, there, yeah, while there... I was at your house, she was stealing my Christmas fun away from me. There, there's nothing quite like getting yourself set up with a pile of presents and a bunch of wrapping paper and ribbon, and I'm putting on some Christmas music and getting, like, a nice cup of tea yes. and maybe lighting a nice, like, scented candle, you know, get the... Or, get like, the, you're the, watching a Christmas movie, like, you got a Christmas movie out in the background? I think it was last year or the year before I brought mu- uh, presents to Harry Potter. Yes! <laughs> but there's like that's like a whole mood and that's something i look forward to every it's christmas such like, a mood a the stuff me. that my mom did leave for me i'm gonna do this this weekend and i'm gonna have my little moment and it's gonna be wonderful i still haven't wrapped all the christmas presents that came in while you were here bridget and i i'm saving that for once i finish grading for my finals like that's my that's like your little <laughs> that'll be that'll, a fun little treat myself, yeah <laughs> Okay, when you finish, submit the last of your grades, you can sit down and you can wrap these things. Oh my god, I love wrapping presents so much. Now that Bridget and I have discussed, what's your... Yeah, Zach, how do you feel?
2: Oh? I'm not a big Christmas
1: (laughs) gift wrapper. Fair Um, enough. I think... I think the parts of it I do enjoy are not about the wrapping themselves, but more like why I'm wrapping them. Yeah. But the physical I... process of it, I'm not good at it. Fair enough. It, it, it looks like everything is very disproportionate and, and chunky. And it does not look clean. Um,
3: I understand. So, I can understand how that's not fun.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The the parts of it that i do enjoy it's like because i i get to like see everything that i got for everyone all in one setting i get to be all excited about what they're gonna mm-hmm. say or re- yeah, how they're yeah. gonna react and they get it but like yeah the actual i'm i'm, I'm not good at it I'm, that. I'm i'm pretty good at
3: it i'm not gonna lie and i go yeah. so overboard ribbons and like fancy labels and like matching you like, want to you know... wrap
1: my christmas presents yes
3: absolutely <laughs> I'm I'm like will not...
1: that would make you, that would
3: you don't even have to pay yep no nope.
1: and then oh my okay. god and then we put on harry potter
3: you can li- like literally come to my house i will wrap your christmas presents. i will you. i'm not will kidding
1: do it oh me neither
3: okay great come over we'll watch right. harry potter i'll wrap your christmas presents
1: looking forward to it
3: hell yeah oh this is gonna be so fun I feel like there's so many, like, ancillary benefits. There's, you know, like, oh, I'm running low on wrapping paper. I better go to the store. Yes. <laughs> For, like, every roll of wrapping paper they have. And, and like, also, five... once the tube you is empty, if you're like me and you have siblings, you can indulge the or cane fight. instinct. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I just talk through it at my cats. Beautiful. And then poke them with it so they attack it. Yep. No, um, I, <laughs> we I just bonk.
1: Yeah everybody gets whacked you 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 walk walk by to get something and you're just like the inherent the
3: the inherent urge of violence of holding an empty wrapping paper tube
1: or we give it to echo and seeing her try to wrestle with this like three foot
3: oh i should give it it to piper i've never tried that (gasps) oh Oh, this is gonna be great i love it this is gonna be great Nice and wide too, so if, if they like try to go through a doorway with it, yeah, you know, sideways so like mm-hmm. bonk amazing! Yeah, no, um, I love wrapping presents so much, and I go really overboard, and it's so much fun. The thing is, like, I'm not a, a huge Christmas person, I know the fact that I'm wearing this hoodie and wearing those antlers and drinking a Christmas beer makes it seem otherwise, I like, I don't mind it but there are just a few things about it i particularly enjoy the wrapping present process with everything associated with it and on christmas eve i like sitting by a lighted christmas tree and drinking a christmas beer and eating snacks that's like yeah, dude. all i want out of my christmas season that's it i don't care about christmas day itself i could deal, go without it it's more the lead up fun um yeah. we will get to that oh yeah! <laughs> Oh, I read that, but I didn't, uh, think about you it. Yeah, I did add, like, two of these, like, in the 20 minutes before we started the podcast, so. You yeah, keep doing that to us, jeez. I, cause I'll, like, I'll sit down and I'll be, like, I'll, like, I'll come up with something and I'll be, like, oh! Must add! Had relevant thought! Cause I'll be, like, you know, thinking of, like, like, you know, when I'm getting set up, I'll be, like, oh, bring this up, bring this up, and then I'll, like, it'll lead me to, like, another question that's relevant mm-hmm
1: so the one fun thing the one time i did enjoy wrapping presents um we had we had uh oh it, it was um it was like llama themed wrapping paper like llamas in santa hats and whatnot
3: that's wonderful i love everything and about that so much
1: definitely bringing out our family's like inner like south american inc and heritage but like, Feliz yeah. Navidad. That was um, that was fun.
3: Beautiful, love it. Love to see it. Love but to hear also, it.
1: You can't really go wrong with this anywhere.
3: Of course, of course. So speaking of Christmas Eve, take it one step back. Should December twenty third be called Christmas Eve Eve, or Christmas Adam? I have never heard. T- of it being referred to as Christmas Adam. Oh. At the, of potentially offending people. Dumb. Very dumb. Oh, I I always call it Christmas I... Adam, because I just think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny.
1: I would call it Christmas Eve squared. Ooh. That's smart.
3: What's Eve times Eve?
1: Christmas. know. Oh. No, I... Like the Pokemon. I... I've never really gotten on board with the whole, like, we need to make a lead-up day to the lead-up day.
3: I just think, again, I just think it's funny. It's
1: it's fun, and I get that, but, like, if if I had to pick one, I would go with mine.
3: Square. Square. Um, um, I'm still gonna call it Christmas Adam, sorry. (laughs) No christmas eve eve and i only use it when i um like i'm trying to specify a particular like you know trying to talk about a timeline for things like oh no so do you want to do this thing this day and like not christmas eve but christmas eve eve you know like i'll say it like that but that's the only context in which i feel like it's ever necessary but yeah I mean, i'm yeah. only ever saying christmas adam as like a joke with friends or like to mess with my family
1: i'm a grinch so i just call it december 23rd
3: valid how accurate of (laughs) you where's your whimsy yeah
1: i have math whimsy i don't know if it's accurate but
3: oh the square to my well i'm certainly not the one to ask because i have no
1: idea if that's how it actually
3: because i have a mush brain when it comes to math No, that's why i said what's eve squared because it's more like eve times two which is different that's
1: true well, no, but it, it, if it's only two, it would still count, right? Oh, yeah,
3: because well, two, so times... two times... Oh, yeah.
1: Two times two and two... Well, because what's two squared?
3: Four. Four.
1: Four. And then two times two is four. Yeah. So Eve times Eve, and then Eve squared would be the same thing.
3: But it would be Eve, 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 Eve. Fuck. Maybe. with Eve, you're saying Eve once. If you were yeah. to multiply that by yeah. two, then it becomes Eve, Eve.
1: But if you square it, it becomes Eve, 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 Eve. So then, uh, so then December 21st would have to be Eve squared.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. So you get Bonus. Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam, something on the 22nd, and then Christmas Eve squared. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
3: have to we are, like, like, we're like kind of...
1: creating our own advent calendar, like, on the spot. I'm like, gonna, right I'm like, I
3: might actually, like, tweet these out with, <laughs> like, a <laughs> podcast hashtag. <laughs> If you had an advent calendar that was just labeled by like math versions of something Christmas Ooh. Eve, like that, we could we could market those. Yeah. Podcast merch coming up, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Some math equation involving the word Eve and new and numbers to be able to equal the number of Eves necessary to denote the number of days before Christmas Eve. Hell That's yes, fun. I love it. Let. That's a calendar. <laughs>
1: Let E mean Eve. And Something
3: then... like that. Or maybe you could have like a little Christmas tree symbol instead of various other like Greek letters that one puts in math.
1: I, I used to not know Greek letters before the pandemic.
3: You can no still idea. not know them if you're dumb like me. <laughs> Cause I just know the names. I don't actually know what they correspond like...
1: to i don't know them and then there's omicron i'm like what another one like,
3: well i mean i know well now i know that omicron is a greek letter but if you were to yeah. show me the greek alphabet and say which one's omicron i'd be like oh oh yeah no i have no idea so i do know greek letter notation for mathematical equations from all my stats classes so at the very least i could help pick out a greek letter that it is not already used to signify something in particular
2: I barely. I couldn't. Made it I, took my dumb... stats class. <laughs> I took dumb I took dumb bitch math
3: for my uh, math credit, and then we were done.
1: I literally barely made it through, barely passed, and and not for lack of trying. I was in seeing my professor like on a weekly basis, oh my god, like same. she was working
3: again, me. It um, was So bad. Dumb bitch math. I took logic. Every review session, I was there. Like, and, oh my god. Oh, I was so barely glad I made it. it. You know, I took multiple graduate-level, uh, statistics classes, including several from the person who literally wrote the book on statistics for communication science. You are, uh, stronger than the both of us. It wasn't- it wasn't easy. I can imagine! It wasn't easy. I mean, he literally wrote the Bloody... book that every graduate student communication uses. I can- I like to imagine.
1: pretend that I'm sophisticated. Like, when I'm sitting with my colleagues, and we're in our suits, and we're drinking wine, and we're like, hmm, the economy. And, like, I feel like I'm I'm doing stuff. In that
3: moment, you feel good. But then you go, but then, yeah. you know, then, then you I go home. And I
1: have to reconcile the fact that I don't know anything.
3: Well, everyone has topics, though, that they, like, bullshit their way through.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I almost said BS, but then I remember, Zach, that you said a few weeks ago that you hate when people say that. So I stopped myself, and I swore instead.
2: No,
1: I'm fine with BS. Yeah. I that I don't care about. It's when people are like, "That's bull crap and it's like, just don't say that. Uh, if somebody said BC, I would literally just throw myself out my window.
3: Oh my god! Yeah, no. <laughs> what's the we don't dates here? British Columbia.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think
3: oh, of BC? No, but we all have stuff that we just have to like, you know wing our way through like yes oh, god, i know yeah. i know these things i do that all the time yeah, yeah where you just say like hmm yes indubitably and then you leave and you're like what like Although hey never...
1: siri what does indubitably
3: mean <laughs> <laughs> my good sir yeah oh yeah yeah i definitely have the benefit though that if people are aware that i have a phd they just assume i know what i'm talking about when i don't which is very handy <laughs> god i wish that were me oh it's so
1: funny because like it's definitely not a PhD, but when people call you because you work in a congressional office, they assume that you know every single thing. And I'm like, I know just as little as you do.
3: Although actually, Steve, I guess I do you get know. a fair amount of like... Yeah. I guess I have some amount of presumed intelligence at work. Because like sometimes people be like, oh yeah, like the, co- like the college girl. Because a lot of people there like just chose to like just go straight into the workforce. Which like, you know, valid choice. I'm not looking down mm-hmm. on anyone. But they're like, oh yeah, yeah col- like, you know, we got the college girl. And I'm like, I don't know, wh- what's a wrench? <laughs> I mean, I know what a wrench is, but, like, I'm there, like, yeah, like, they're like, oh yeah, college, so smart. I'm like, I have almost zero practical knowledge in the same sense that, like, all y'all do. I got that, too, because I took a year off between college and grad school, and I was working at Target, and they were always like, oh, my God, you uh, you went to college. And I'm like, yeah, I i know as much about this job as you do why yeah. do you saying? <laughs> yeah yeah they're like oh yeah you must be so smart i'm like i am literally so stupid when it comes to everything that we're doing at work right now no i just made a choice and had the opportunity to go to school that doesn't necessarily make me smarter than anybody else you know it's just a thing i did yep yeah no the like the other yeah. day like one of the various dads and grandpas that i work with has decided that i am like his like power tool like protege which is super fun fun title oh yeah huge fan of it so like i'm just like being taught like actual like practical knowledge which is great because i have almost none but like we were working on a boat the other day and we were like taking apart stuff and like this is one of those boats where you can like physically see the engine he's like points to like a part of it he's like what's that i'm like it's the engine he's like okay more specific i'm like sir i have no idea He's like, it's the transmission. It,
1: it's it's the boat engine.
3: Yeah. It's the transition. Like, you know, it's what makes <laughs> things it's turn. Name. It's what makes things <laughs> turn. I was like, okay, great. So I'm like, actually, like, you know, finally learning things like that. Because as much as I am, like, you know, I'm aware that I'm, like, you know, at least decently intelligent. I did graduate. We did do that. But I can count on one hand the number of times that, like that kind of intelligence has come in handy with what I am actually being paid to do. It's a very small number. Do y'all small
1: remember number. the British boat Odie McBoat McBoatface?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so good. <sighs> I
3: love
1: that. It's literally like a really powerful boat.
3: That's the <laughs> best thing. I've... Has That's what the they call has it. They Ever Given gone through the Suez Canal again yet? Because I literally cannot stop I thinking about that tweet. It's like, imagine holding that. in your hands the steering wheel that grants you the power <laughs> to do the funniest thing that's ever happened.
1: It's those tiny... I can't get the picture of I have those tiny little backhoes. Like, <laughs> backing away, like, at the dirt. <laughs> Whoever
3: is driving that boat through the Suez Canal again, please get it stuck, I am begging you. That would be the funniest thing ever about Bodie McBoatface, I think about the people, like, you know, in charge of the naming who decided to put it to a vote like that, yeah. and just, like, what the reaction was, was like <laughs> There's something like, similar happened. I like, can't what, remember what country it was, but, like, for a brief period in time, like, every citizen was going to get control of, like, the government Twitter account for one day.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Or was this...
3: Uh, and how Sweden? small
1: government was it that like every citizen got to do I it? I
3: have no idea. I mean, it ended quickly, but <laughs> it might have been Sweden or something. And like someone like tweeted out like, it "Was like I love sucking dick or something." <laughs> it was Sweden. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Incredible this article the headline is sweden's official twitter account will no longer be run by random swedes <laughs> the, Shocker. The subtitle is farewell masturbating swede what what was it again if you're comfortable reading that on air the whole thing or the gist of it that was the whole that was the whole headline and then the, no the like, tweet the oh no the, that wasn't a tweet that was the headline of the article beautiful is the tweet included in the article um i'm sure it is somewhere down here
1: now this makes me think of when ted cruz retweeted porn on his twitter <laughs> oh
3: my <channel> god <laughs> I forgot about that.
2: and
1: blamed one of his staffers
3: <laughs> that poor staffer
1: yeah right he like like can you imagine being a being a staffer on ted cruz's staff and waking up one morning just being like
3: and they're like you have to take the fall for this
1: yeah, just be like, hey, remember how you looked up porn on the senator's Twitter account? He's like, what?
3: Remember how I what now? <laughs> Again. Do we do we have the tweet? What do we got? I'm sorry, I, I haven't found that one yet. It's supposedly in here somewhere, but man, his tweets are just gold. All of them. Just Great.
1: It's I'm just gonna... like, hey, what would happen if like a whole country just started shit posting on Twitter?
3: You're going like, to have to I'm you're going to have to send me this article because this needs to this needs to be like attached well, to this well, episode. i I've linked to a different one now to find the tweet because it wasn't in the one I was looking at. Like his very first tweet was um describing himself, writer and marketer based in Stockholm has been called fascinating as well as an ass face. <laughs> okay, getting different perspectives. We love it's to see called
1: that. Called ranged.
3: Um I guess I'm drinking a lot of coffee, lighting my face up with my laptop, and hanging out with friends. Oh, and you know, masturbation. Googling oh, full yeah. English words. Uh, my, my favorite. Noting that this account has lost about 40 followers since I took over. And then in all caps, am I not Swedish enough for you? Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. How many,
1: how many people follow the swedish here. what is the swedish twitter account like sweden
3: well now it's no longer run by random swede so it's not gonna be as fun no, to follow
1: but but but, but, but i uh wait is it sweden.se i just wanted to know how many people actually followed it it's yeah. like one hundred forty thousand.
3: so that's a significant wow that's beautiful
1: that's literally beautiful, can you imagine beautiful. if we did that here
3: very last mm. line of the article. It wouldn't just even like, go wrong in like a like, f- like a fun, innocent, quirky way. It would just go wrong in a horrific way. So very.
1: It's like each day, like one state gets access, like every single person in that state.
3: No. The, the very last line in the article with the analysis. I can only imagine what at America would look like run by an average Joe from over here. Probably nothing but caps locks and dang foot quotes. Which this was from 2011, so 10 years old, a bit of a dated reference. Yeah, no. It, again, wouldn't even go wrong in like the fun, haha. The government said dick type way. It would just be bad. It'd just be real bad. I think this guy's great. Give him permanent control. Hell yeah. Absolute, absolute legend behavior. Oh my (laughs) God.
1: If if we did that here and we did it by state, Donald Trump would be like, when do they get to Florida? Oh my God.
3: No, you're banned. Yeah. Any account. Stay off the internet forever, please. Does
1: America even have an account? Like, I know Joe Biden does and, and like different government agencies do, but like. I don't
3: know. I think we are too important for that. And,
1: and, and states do, but like, like individual states have Twitter accounts. There's, okay. There's USA Gov. Maybe that's it.
3: Yeah, I suppose. I yeah, guess I I, it, it. It seems like
1: that's about as close as we get to like a national Twitter account. Mm-hmm. We are not popular. I really am
3: going to start yelling. Like, am I not Swedish enough for you? For no reason beautiful
1: like our population relative to the number of followers our twitter account has is dwarfed by sweden relative to their population
3: yeah that doesn't shock me would we
2: Although
3: like to answer New our Jersey final twitter question Yeah, we have been going for about two hours so we wow! beautiful that was the original that was the original intent extra long christmas special baby anyway. Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, which is more fun, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. Pretty much Christmas Eve. Although I got to say, the satisfaction of just like ripping into your presents, unparalleled. I don't know. I mean, I've reached an age at this point where like it's to me, it's not the same because like if I need things, I just buy the things. So it's not like when I was younger and I was like, oh, I can't afford things. Parents, give me things. Um, and typically the stuff I get these days is just more practical type things. Like, I know I'm getting me a stepladder so I don't have to drag my chair into my closet anymore when I need to get stuff. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. The things that, that you actively want are like, like, I realized I was an adult when I asked for like a vacuum for Christmas. And then I was like, okay, I'm officially checked out.
2: Like.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. When I got a tea kettle and I was really excited about it, I was like, "I am not a child anymore." Yeah. Although I do still and get a Lego locked, set every Christmas and I love it. A tea kettle to me is still an exciting gift. Oh, it like, is. That's a not an enjoyable thing. It's not like a practical thing. It's like a thing for enjoyment. Like it's, it's one, not. Even... It's wonderful. I I love my electric kettle, but no, yeah, like um, but I do I, um, my sister and I we do still get we, we each get a Lego set every year without It's fail.
1: an avocado
3: thanks, thanks. No but I, I love my I love my Christmas Legos so much. You will pry them out of my cold dead hands. That'll be fun. I
1: still have the Lego set I need to build. I haven't have to my,
3: my yellow submarine Lego set. That was a Christmas present. Also my mom I have an Adidas um, too. my mom still signs literally everything from Santa. She refuses to stop. Okay. Very very pure. Yep, my parents do the same thing. Like, and after my um, my house, my family hosts the uh, Christmas Eve party. And like, when my sister and I were little kids, the party used to go like until midnight sometimes. And like, there used to be a lot more people because like, uh, like literally all of my dad's siblings lived in the area for quite some time, so there were a lot more people who would go a lot later. So like it would be a little kid, and I'd be like, "Oh my god! Like I'm I'm up, I'm up at eleven thirty. Like this is this is freaking amazing." <laughs> but now like the part, like you know clears out earlier, so it gets to like ten o'clock at night, and after like everything's cleaned up, my mom and dad are like, "Okay, girls, freaking get upstairs and don't come down." <laughs> and then I like you know hear them like dragging everything from whatever hiding place. I still haven't found it, by the way. I'm twenty three years old. Like, you know, drag everything out, put it under the tree. (laughs) And my dad still pokes his head into our rooms and tells us, and like, again, 23 and 21 still tells us, Santa came, you can take a look, but you can't open open anything. And then my sister and I are upstairs, like, awake until like 1230, because we're like, young adults. And just sort of there like, but it is funny. How it's gone from, like, oh, it's so exciting, I'm up past 10.30 to get the fuck upstairs so Santa can come and we can go to bed. <sighs> but yeah, no. Still signs everything from Santa. It's very sweet. I do miss being a kid when, like, my brothers and I would dare each other to go downstairs and, like, peek at, like, see yeah. the presents and Like When I was really young, my brothers shared a room They had, like, bunk beds. And so That's I would like cute. go into their room and be like, "You gonna? No, you gonna? I dare you! I dare you!" And then we'd like creep down halfway down the stairs and look, like sprint back up, and be like, "That's I saw this so thing. cute." You know? Yeah, yeah, I gotta say, uh, the, like Christmas morning, as like when you're like seven, yeah, unparalleled. Like I have spent my adult life chasing that high. One Christmas
1: tradition that we kept in the mornings that, honestly, to to the extent that we still do family Christmases, we still do, is, like, we weren't able to open Christmas presents until everyone was up, because the kids always got up before the adults. Of course. Mm-hmm. But stockings were fair game.
3: Really? That's and, actually kind of a question. Yes. Do you do stockings before presents or after? Because it's always after. Oh, you absolutely
1: do stockings before presents. S- stockings is pre-gaming all the actual presents like you always that's do it after
3: in my house
1: that just seems so anticlimactic. though. perhaps
3: tiebreaker my family stopped doing stockings when i was like 12. okay before that
1: but, but yeah well, what did you do
3: i honestly don't remember well shit. i mean that was like two-thirds of my life ago yeah no it was always after at my house
2: Yeah, that was before.
3: And it's always funny yeah. because, like, we always get like you know, we always get like a couple like scratch offs. So oh. we all just like sit around and you can just hear the of everyone like scratching off lottery tickets. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was before. Now that I'm thinking about, I'm the odd man out. like the appetizer. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, maybe that is better. I've simply never done it that way. Yeah, it's never quite the same as when you're a kid. Oh my god, it's so good. Like, the whole, we used to do the same thing, like, couldn't do presents until everyone was up. And my oldest brother was seven and a half years older than I was. And so, like, when I was, like, that peak kid age, he was a teenager. He was like, I want to sleep until one in the afternoon. Yeah. And so my mom would always say, oh, we can't open presents until you wake up, Doug. And of course, being this, like, little kid, I was, like, scared (laughs) to wake him up she was like she still raised it up all the time it was so funny how you were scared to wake him up would like, you oh, go jump he... on his bed oh no 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 Like I, I was like legitimately because he was like twice my size okay yeah then, you probably could have um, gotten ragdolled yeah he was like you know six feet tall always had a really deep voice you know uh, and like he was just one of those people who would put off this air of being like a, a real curmudgeon and grumpy even though he wasn't really like that and you know soft on the inside hard on the outside kind of thing but yeah, I was always afraid to, and th- so that was their big tactic, you know. Oh yeah, we get to sleep longer because she's gonna be too afraid to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, my, I remember my dad told us that like he had he has a bunch of, he has a bunch of brothers and sisters, so like they would all go downstairs like before their parents were awake, and they would just sit on the couch. And they're just going, just like, wake up, wake up, wake up." <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's the that as an adult, it's never better than when you're a little kid. It's just so Although, fun. I feel like there's there's stuff now that's, like, very different that I wouldn't have done as a kid that I enjoy. Like, yeah. New tradition, you know, you build. You know, like, the scratch-offs, that's something different to look forward to. Maybe you win something, maybe you don't. Although I do remember we would, like... We would get the... I don't know when that started, but, like, my sister and I were still, like, technically, like, kids. Like, I was, like, maybe, like, 12 or something. Like, I remember doing that. Like, we would get, like, you know a little like one of just one of the little ones and be like here it's got snowflakes scratch it off my parents did that for one christmas and that was the christmas my first christmas when i was 18 because then we were all adults at that point so the youngest (laughs) there's there's this video and i'll try and find it there's this video i absolutely love it's like like you know like kid who's in like maybe like sixth grade or something but she's like opening up her stocking she like pulls out she goes i got a lottery ticket and she stops Does Santa Claus know that's illegal? (laughs) I'm like, damn. Smart kid. Well, technically, she's not gambling because she didn't buy it. She just scratched This is true. Yeah, no.
1: Loopholes.
3: Hmm? Although I feel like... Loopholes. Ah. I I feel like most of my, like, newer adult traditions are all based around drinking, though. Yeah. Because it's like... like Christmas beer snacks and Christmas movies on Christmas Eve. That's like the thing I look forward to. And then Christmas morning, we always do mimosas. Nice. And I have one of the moose mugs from Christmas vacation. And so I, I drink my. That. It's delightful. My, uh, yeah, with all my tea sets. Um, and I refer to them as moo Yeah, hell yeah. Which those are surprisingly difficult to drink out of, by the way, those mugs. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. The nose has to be pointing outwards, otherwise you end up with, like, a weird air pocket thing. Yeah. And that, makes, that makes sense. Holding the antlers, like, only holding one's too awkward, but holding two feels ridiculous. It's a whole thing. Hold the, mm-hmm. the stem. There isn't really, um... There's not really a good place to hold it. I only use it the once a year, so I'm trying to remember why I don't hold it that way. But there's a reason. Hmm. It doesn't really, yeah. Big sad. Oh, well. It's yeah. not anything really to grab on there, you have to kind of, like, grab it like this. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Things I never thought about. The only reason I'm, I'm doing that hand gesture is because that is, uh, in my head a reference to Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing it so that those who've never seen it don't know what it means, and for those who really listen for audio have no idea what I'm doing. Keep them on their right toes. On. I uh, that's like one of the reasons I'm like excited for my sister to actually come home from school so we can actually start the like we're gonna sit down the entire family and like watch Christmas Vacation and stuff like that that's always that's always fun I've watched it several times this year ooh uh, speaking of Christmas movies random last question I came up with what's everyone's favorite version of A Christmas Carol ooh what a big question
1: like the song
3: like the the, the Charles Dickens, Dickens story you know ghost of know
1: Christmas were... past. I don't know it's
3: yet to come which is the correct one there is no ghost of christmas future okay <laughs> the ghost of christmas yet to
1: come i want to see a ghost of christmas future but it's like future of the rapper
3: nice i'm going to uh, I'm going to say something controversial family. here i really love the um like cgi one with jim carrey nope i love it nope it is the most accurate to the book it's excellent
1: i haven't seen it but i'm already a big no because i am not a jim carrey person fair enough. like even a little bit
3: but yeah no Except it's for a
1: different human show that that was okay apart from that literally
3: almost all of the dialogue from that movie is taken directly from dickens a christmas carol and it's max Relatedly, Polar Express is one of the creepiest movies ever. I cannot stand the oh anime. Polar Express and, is bad. It's but boring. It's so much- I do not like the animation style. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I usually don't, like, that's the only movie that I will allow it in, is that version of A Christmas Carol. No, that's it. No, it's very unsettling, very uncanny valley to me. You're not wrong, but again, for whatever reason, I like that version. And probably just because, like, I'm willing to watch it. Because I like that version of the dialogue so much. Yeah, it gets to me on a visceral level. I can't do it. I don't. I love it. That's like probably my favorite one. Either that or the Muppet Christmas Carol. I was going to say. I think Muppet Christmas Carol. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. I love Sir Michael Caine acting his ass off as though he's not surrounded by Muppets. I initially said Scrooge, because it is a delightful film. I love Bill Murray and Bobcat Goldthwait. Absolute treasure.
2: But then I thought about
3: Muppet Christmas Carol, which we watch typically every Christmas Eve. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's awesome. It is one of my absolute favorite Christmas. Again, Michael Caine just taking it so seriously. Top notch. Absolutely beautiful. Amazing film. I love it. the Muppet movies are just Ugh. Muppet Treasure Island is one of my favorite movies of all time. Tim Curry. I quote that movie constantly. The music in it is it bangs. So- Like, I have legitimately had playlists where somebody, I've been playing music and somebody's like, um, is that Miss Piggy? Yes, it is. I haven't even, like, I don't even think I've seen that that movie the whole way through. I just know some of the songs and they bang. Love Let Us Here is an absolute masterpiece. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, no. I sing that song Cabin Fever from that movie all the time. As you should. Yeah, no. The Muppet movies are freaking awesome. And I've said this, I think, on an earlier episode of the podcast. Maybe one with Maddie. More Muppet movies! Oh my god, especially like so many things that are entering the public domain. Muppet Great Gatsby. Give it to me. Oh man, I'd watch the hell out of that. I want uh, Muppet Rocky Horror so badly. Janet and Janet. Yeah, Brad and Janet are the only humans. This probably isn't interesting enough for a podcast, but I feel like we need to have a real conversation about which Muppets would play which roles. We're one hundred percent talking about this on the podcast, even if it's just bonus content. We are talking, like, We are casting Muppet Rocky Horror. Yeah, Muppet Rocky Horror. Who would play which? Oh man, I'm going to try really hard not to start thinking about it. Okay, yeah, no, save it. We it <laughs> it will be discussed and it will be on record. <laughs> like, pick a movie and then pick the Muppet characters for the roles. Just we'll amazing. do a whole we'll do a whole episode. It'll be freaking awesome. But yeah, I think. I think that's gonna be- that's gonna be it for our Christmas extravaganza that we did here, even though we went on a lot of non-Christmas tangents, but that's okay. I might have You don't- okay, okay. You're doing it to yourself. That looks ridiculous, that way. Yeah, that's a little unnecessary. We're supposed to wear these though- well, I had it- I did a whole thing, like, putting it underneath my hair and doing this last time. Smart. But, like, we were actually supposed to wear these for the race, and I thought, how are you supposed to do that? It just flops around. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. So, that brings us to the conclusion here. Donning the antlers for for our little goodbye, but uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Whatever You Celebrate, Hope Everything Is Good, and... Yeah, we'll see you next week. We're not taking, uh, our filming schedule lines up so that we're not actually taking any holiday break in releasing. So that's cool. So we'll see you again next week. And I hope, I hope your holidays are absolutely awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. This week's episode of the Fighting With Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at bridgetkelly 98 at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or